It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning and welcome to the Community Spotlight. It's Anton Sousa. And each and every week we get together with non profits and community organizations and help people live productive, wonderful lives. Try to be a part of the solution, you know, instead of being part of the problem. Today, certainly no exception. Back for another show, Mr. Terrence Stone. Good morning, Terrence. Hey, how you doing? It's good to have you back here, man. Thank you. Terrence is the uh, president and CEO of Young Visionaries. It's a youth leadership academy here in the Inland Empire. Now, I want to start back in the beginning, but before we do that, let's do introductions as far as where you're from and how you managed to get here yeah if you don't uh, mind back it up back it up where were you born back it up back it up well actually i, I was born in um los angeles county little city called um linwood and um and so my my dad he passed away when i was two overdosed Ooh. on heroin and so from there my grandmother lived out um more east towards this way in an empire area and so um, my mother moved with her mother and then so i was just raised out here actually in the pomona area Oh, and so so you were raised out here with your grandmother, yeah, and my mother. You yes. got brothers and yeah. sisters. Did you have yeah. any other siblings? At or? that time, I didn't. I, I was the oldest from my mom. Um, mm-hmm. So um, at that time, no. So when my dad passed away, then my mother moved east, and so you know, I've been out here, you know, all of my life. <laughs> you make it sound like we're the East Coast east. or something like that. Well, it seems like in Los that, Angeles, that far, right? You know, especially in traffic. You know, so um, so yeah, so then um, but out there, but you know. I, I, I go out and I do presentations and, and I talk about my mother and, and, and my, my pops and my dad and things like that. And, and I tell them because my mother, she's one of those hardworking ladies. Like my mother has always had a job. Actually, she retired and then just got another job, you know, <laughs> things like that. But so they don't make them like that. Anymore, they don't. Man. They don't. And so now she's the type that, um, well, she's always been like the good girl that like like the bad guy. You know, like uh-huh. my mother never drunk or she's never smoked cigarettes or did drugs in any of that. Um, but she was intrigued, I feel, by like those bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. which is probably good for her, but bad for me and my younger brothers and, and things like that. Did she continue with that same pattern as she as you grew or did you find that she eventually settled down with the. With another type of guy, or I mean, I, I hate to jump in like that. No, I mean, no, did she, she ever remarry? Did she ever rehook yeah, up? She, she remarried. She remarried um, when I was um, six, mm-hmm. six years old. But that same pattern, you uh-huh. know, um, the good girl that liked the bad guys. And so from there, from that relationship, um, in that marriage, um, me and my younger brothers, we grew up in a gang environment. You know, mm. my my her um, husband at that time, my, I call him my pops. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the original founder of the neighborhood that I grew up in. You uh-huh. know? So, so that that from that encounter, me and all my younger brothers grew up gang related. You know, so um, so yeah. Must have been very tough for you at that time. And now that looking yeah. back at it, well, looking back, but it was you know, but the family that you have is the family that you know. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it didn't seem awkward, bad, or anything like that. It's just like this is just us and our family, and this is how how we you know, grow up, you know, this, these are the people that we idolize and see, you know, now I'm in a unique position where I get to see great, um, 
people of color doing great things. You know, um, you know, we have, Absolutely. you know, mayors and, and, you know, city council people, all different, you know, some great people, business people, but I didn't see that growing up. You, yeah. you didn't see people of color in, in, in great positions, mm-hmm. you know. So now I'm in an opportunity where I can see that so I can follow a different pattern now. I think it's wonderful. And, and now you pulled in your grandma. Where was grandma in on this? Did she come in and help with mom, or did you end up going to grandma's? I'm sorry, I didn't catch well, that. No, you said your grandma no, we, was yeah, a strong lived. pattern, a strong woman in your life. Yeah. Well, my, well, actually, my mother was also. You uh-huh. know, my mother was um, actually a very strong woman. She still is to this day. Um, so we moved in with my grandmother when I was um, very young, okay. like two, three years old. And, um, and so from there... You know, uh, my grandmother, she was actually a nurse. She just passed away, I think, last year. But she was a nurse, um, a RN. And so um, so that was a, a good pattern also. My mother back then, she was more like like factory worker. She worked mm-hmm. at, um, I don't even know if they still have it, Libby Glass, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and from Libby Glass, we literally had every type of glass, <laughs> <laughs> glassware that you could have in, in the house. We just had, you know. We always had glass over, coming out of the cabinet. Yeah, just an overabundance <laughs> of glasses and things, you know, just drinking cups and glasses. If you knew what you was getting from Christmas from my mother, <laughs> you know, so glass, you know, glass set. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What happened that took you from there to here? Well, with, with me, I um, from from growing up in a gang environment, I was actively in gangs for I count just fifteen years because I was fifteen active, uh, really active gang gang years. Um, so from there, I remember I was facing like two life sentences plus 25 years of life. And, um, and, and I tell people it wasn't the time that changed me. It, w- it was that, that, that I felt like my homies or my neighborhood didn't care that I was facing this time, you know, because I felt like I was a loyal um, person when I was in this lifestyle. But then when you're in that position and you feel like that, um, Everyone has turned their back on you because when, when I go out, I, I train on gangs too. I'm a I'm state and national gang intervention prevention specialist now. So that's what I do. I go out and I train mm. law enforcement and teachers and social workers and whoever on, on just gangs. So, um, but I have to get them to relate to them because nobody can really relate to a person that's involved in gangs heavily unless you were involved in gangs heavily. It's like trying to tell a person stop smoking and you never smoked a cigarette. Yeah, you have to do that on your own kind of thing. That's so, tough. Yeah, so the easiest way to explain that is like a relationship, right? So, so I try to explain it kind of like an abusive relationship. And, and how do you get a person out of an abusive relationship when the abuser is someone that they love, basically? Mm-hmm. And that's basically how gangs are. Um, so, so with that, from that situation, I feel like... Um, I was in this abusive relationship, and I felt like at this point they didn't care. They didn't really care about me like I care about them. So, um, so I had to make a choice: either stay in this abusive abusive relationship, or or move on with my life. And so I made the choice to move on. But as I made that choice, my choice is also to let other people know that even though you were born and raised, or however you got involved in, into this lifestyle, you didn't have to be there. You know, there there's other things better for you to do, and so um, so I have this concept also about um, transferable skills, and transferable skills are just natural natural abilities that you just have naturally. You mm-hmm. know, whether it be talking or or um, you probably can draw good or whatever it is. You know, um, you have some natural abilities. 
So um, from these natural abilities, just God-given abilities, um, you should be able to make a living or live your life off of these abilities. And I think that everyone, everyone has them. It's just knowing what they are, tapping into them, and just, and just using them, basically. Now, is this something that came to you, or is this something that happened as a cause-effect of where your life was going at that time when you were having problems? I think over a, a period of time, just learning like life lessons. Most uh-huh. of my most of my lessons came from just life lessons. My whole life was trial and error, uh-huh. basically. <laughs> you know, so um, so you learned more with the adversity that was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, and I think most people do though. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just using and and having them tap into those adversities and and using them. You know, people are 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 very very resilient. You know, um, and and we're very adaptive also. You know, um, a person can survive in almost any you know, any environment that you put them in. You know what I mean? I, I don't care if you drop a person off and you drop them off in the middle of a jungle. You know, you're going to come out with a Tarzan. You know, he's going to figure it out. Or up in the out. tundra, you're going to get someone who's going to yeah, take know. down a fox or a bear and yeah, <laughs> put a coat on. Kind yeah, of thing, you know? get a bonnable snowman or something, <laughs> you know. But, but you know, we're, we're very resilient, you know, and I think that we're just, like, made that way. There's literally a person probably on every inch of the earth someplace, you know, mm-hmm. that that has figured out how to survive in that environment. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, an Eskimo or you're living in the desert. You know, you're going to figure out how to survive in that environment. Um, and that's and also that's true with us is living in, in cities and in, in countries or wherever we're at. You know, we just figure out how to survive the best way that we could in that environment. That's amazing. And it's already a testament. We just did introductions. So Young Visionaries, yes. you started it. Yes. What is Young Visionaries? Okay, well, Young Visionaries, we started off in... Um, 2001 as a gang intervention program Mm -hmm. and obviously we started off doing that because that's really all i knew just gang intervention so as we went on i we um learned how to put together and 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 develop um life-changing programs for kids so we went to mentoring to we have youth employment development program where kids actually get a stipend they get around 200 dollars a month just for being in the program um, they learn job skills, interviewing skills, putting together resumes and cover letters and things like that. Then we actually take them out to um, to um, job interviews and go fill out re- um, um, applications at jobs. You help these like kids get out there in society. Yes. And 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 are these kids coming to you? Or are you going to them? Or how how are you doing that? Well, we contract with the school districts, so we go into the schools and work with the kids um, during school hours. So they give us about an hour um, throughout that day with the kids. And so we go in every week for an hour and work with these kids, all the way from elementary all the way to high school kids. How did you start getting these kids involved as far as getting them out of yeah. that potential? Well, you know what? Actually, they, they just kind of um, gravitate to us now. You know, our, our, our mentors, they, they do such a great job in the schools that the kids, like, like you can tell when their mentors are on campus with the kids because the whole kid's demeanor will change. You know, if really? the kid is acting up, they see the mentor like, oh, you know, and they, you know, they straighten up. So besides the school time with them, we also take them on field trips. We took, we've taken them to Rams games, um, um, Museum of Tolerance, um, Clippers games, Lakers games. You Those know, are heavy places to go to. Just yeah. when you mentioned the Museum of Tolerance, man, yeah. that's, that's, that's a wild yeah. place, man. Yeah. So they, they've been, you know, it's just exposing about them to stuff they normally wouldn't, yeah, they yes, wouldn't normally yes. be exposed to. Yes. And you you saw the the light, the twinkle, the 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 what do they call it? That energy that comes off when oh, you see yeah, them the, the, opening the their eyes. Yeah, oh, the inspiration yeah. and just and just seeing 
seeing things. That's awesome. Um, a good friend of mine, um, Reggie Webb, um, Reggie always says that you can't hit a target that you can't see. You know, so it's one thing about telling these kids like be successful, um, do this or or do that, um, but if they can't see it, you know, it's it's harder for them to get to it. So that's why a lot of kids of color, um, you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, they say a basketball player, football. Player. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Player or rapper. Things like that. Because they say that because that's the target that they can see. You know, so you have to introduce them to to doctors and lawyers and businessmen and things like that and have them be able to sit down and have a conversation with these people so now they can see that target, right? So that's what we try to do. We try to help them to, to see the target then get to the target and, just and, and, you know, you have to aim them towards that target also. So that's and, the goal. And you've been doing this over a decade now, 11 years. Yeah, well, yeah, longer, well, 2001, almost 16 years 16 now. Years. Yeah, I'm getting old. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So, but did you, when you were there, did you anticipate where it went or did you start it with the intention of just getting it from point A to point B and then letting it go and, and doing something else? Or is this, has your life been what you thought it would be oh, or did you plan it out? No, not at all. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to get heavy on you, no, man. Where no, were you going, good. man? <laughs> because when, when I started it, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to help basically, you know, so I was doing Young Visionaries and working like part time at a hotel, you know, driving shuttle buses for the for the airport, you know. So um so I just, but I just wanted to help. I, I wanted to be some type of chain a change agent for these kids. But as we went on in my in my, you know, um and I started getting deeper into it and also what what had happened was I learned the business of a nonprofit also. So that helped us to grow the organization and it's really just like a kind of a water balloon awkward type of growth you know because we're, we're, we've been growing fast but awkwardly so every time we grow i have to adjust to the growth and and there's no real training to teach you how to adjust yeah to the it you just, just have to do it but you said you were working to be a part of that you yeah. said you were driving shuttle so yeah. it sounds to me like like you're like your mom or like the people in your life that were strong that taught you that ethic that yeah. work ethic oh yeah most definitely my um my mother probably one of the strongest people that I know, basically, and um, and her her work ethic is is crazy. You know, I, I've seen her walk to work. You know, that's um, amazing. Pregnant, you know, and just things like that. Like so, so to me, it's like no excuses. Just get it done. You know, and even with my staff, you know, I'm, I'm asking them to do something. They say, well, well, like just get it done. You know, and that's you know, one of them got me a shirt that said, just get it done, because I'm always saying that, just get it done. Like I don't want to hear the excuse of why you can't get it done. From that one excuse, you better figure out five ways why you can't, should or can get it done. You know, just get it done. Because, for one, we're, we're working with um, at-risk kids, mm-hmm. you know. So you, we can't make excuses and put barriers on ourselves when we're working with other people's lives. You know, these kids come from some some um, crazy situations sometimes, you know. Um, and so I tell my staff, too, I said, you know, when we have these kids in there at school, first of all, just thank them for, for showing up because mm-hmm. these kids probably – 
have um, spousal abuse at, at home or abuse. Oh, or yeah, they come from all kinds probably of Probably didn't eat breakfast or, or whatever, you know, no food in the house. But they showed up, you know, even just to sit with you for 60 minutes out of this terrible day that they're having, you know. So first congratulate them for that, and then we can go on to regular scheduled business with mm-hmm. them. That's amazing. You know, just the testament that you're saying, you know, just get it done says a lot. And you're only as strong as your weakest link also. There you go. You know, so, um, so with us, like, everybody has to be strong all the time, even when we don't feel like it. You know, there's days I have good days and I'm super energized, and there's some days, you know, that I have to, you know, just put on my big boy britches and just get in there and go to work. And you made another point when these kids are coming in, they don't eat breakfast sometimes. Yeah. I, it, it, people, both money and no money, have that stage in their life where they don't eat breakfast and they're rushing out yeah. of the house. And it, it affects your thinking. It affects yeah. the way you feel about yeah. the morning, your sugar levels, everything kind of affects that. And they still are looking forward to or having been there. And you said yeah. congratulating for being there. That means that they're searching for something. They want yeah. something. These yeah. kids need to be inspired, want to be inspired, yeah. whether they're too proud to admit it. You're seeing yeah. that? Oh yeah, most definitely. Like we we have some amazing kids that that we're working with. So so even when, when they when they get there, you know they're just happy to be there. You know what I mean? And, and um, you know I have a, a great um, staff. I call it my team. Really, um, I have a great team of, of of young people that that goes into these schools and really just you know and really just work with these kids. You know so and and they love their job and and, and you can tell by their work ethic and their and, they're excited about being there and they're, you know, putting together different group activities and things like that. And, um, and so it's just, it's just awesome. Our mentoring program is, it's like really 600, 700 something kids. Terrence, how many kids did you start with 11 years ago or 16 years ago? Oh, probably just a handful, like less than 12 or something. Whoa. Yeah. So the need is there. Yeah. Did you expect this to grow like this? I mean, look at it. No, I, I didn't, and, and it, it didn't even back then. It didn't matter if it if it grew. You know, I just was happy helping based on my background. Very you know, cool. I was just happy to be here. Very cool. And so, um, but now it's just you know, it, and we're we're growing rapidly, and and which is a good growth. You know, because the the bigger we are, that means that means the more kids that we work with. You know, and so, you're seeing that change in their lives. Oh yeah, most definitely. And, most and definitely, is yeah. it is it pretty successful across the board, or is there a percentage that drop off? What have well, you noticed? Um, we're highly successful when the kids we work with, we have kids in, um, in, um, in college now that we, we work with kids that graduated college, um, UNLV, we have kids at and Howard, um, um, it's amazing. a whole handful of kids at, um, Cal State San Bernardino, um, Valley College, things like that. So we're, we're, um, we do that also. So those are our high school kids Our our job with our, with our high school kids is, is to either get them employed or in college, you know, so, um. So we're pretty successful, you know, at that, you know. And I have kids too. I had um, in our employment development program, we had one young lady. She was in our, we had a uh, runaway homeless youth shelter. So she actually came back to work with us in the in the um, working with other kids after she graduated, went to college, and then she came back and worked with other kids in our um, in our youth employment development program. So she was teaching other kids job skills and, and the pride like and the pride that they gained from helping other people. Yeah. It's something that they found in the long term that was very rewarding, very enriching, something they slept good at night with doing. And that yes. really boils down to yeah. your quality of life and the quality of the way you see yourself. Yes. Are you seeing these changes in these kids from the beginning? Did that, that happen to you? And you're yeah. just trying to rub that, that goo <laughs> onto yeah. the yeah. next generation yeah. kind of thing. That's amazing. And the main thing, too, is just building up like good relationships with, with, 
um, young people because um, like people look at gangs and things. I said gangs are are nothing but a giant you know relationship bubble. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so they have these relationships with these uh, with their other kids that are in gangs. So you have to foster um, a relationship with them also too. You know, so that um, so while that maintaining they, respect, integrity, yes. yes. And so, so they can have some place to run to, right? When they're feel like, okay, well, I'm done with this. Um, where are they going to go? Because if this is the only relationship that they have, you know, where do you expect them to go? What do you expect them to do after, after that? So it's just building a relationship with these young people, even if they're not listening, because you know how you know our teenagers can, you know, they can get kind of, you know, they rebel. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to look for a good word. <laughs> no, they it. rebel. Yeah. But when they're, but when they, when they bump their head against the wall or whatever situation or, or whatever thing, um, have them have a, 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 a change of heart or a different thought process, you know, um, that relationship that you have with them, then they'll have some place to go, basically. Besides that, they're stuck. That's why people stay in gangs for so long because they don't have really great outside relationships with other people that can help them or that they feel comfortable with to go to when they want to change their lives. Awesome. Thank you. Terrence Stone in the studio, President, CEO, Young Visionaries, Youth Leadership Academy, 909-723-1695, 909-723-1695, is the website. Folks, if you're just tuning in, my name is Anton Sousa. You're listening to the Community Spotlight going throughout all the stations on our group here. Could you give me a kind of a, a lowdown of what Young Visionaries is and how it started? Well, we work with um, kids in the community. We um, do mentoring, youth employment development, um, work with runaway homeless kids, things like that. But we started just doing gang intervention. Um, I started doing that. I was an ex-gang member, so I wanted to make sure that kids have a, a way out and, and a choice in life that they did not have to go go that way. So we, um, so now we work with about um, over 1,000 kids a, a year. But um, this blows me away. Was there people doing what you're doing before you did it? No, there was, um, but everybody, I think, just did it, like, different. I think everybody has their own um, knack, so to speak, in, in, in doing um, or in working with, with kids. So I, I remember um, Fountain of Life Foundation, a, a guy, um, Roosevelt Lett. Roosevelt was a – well, he's still around. Some I think he's actually working in the hospital or something now. Uh-huh. But he used to play for the Cardinals, um, and he had a great youth program. And then he retired and went back into the medical field and, and – and things like that, and um, and then there was a another lady, after Plugger, name her name was Frances Grice. Frances is, I don't want to say how old she is, but she's up there. But <laughs> but there's a lot of older adults, like they're probably senior citizens now, that mm-hmm. have got their start in youth program. I think she had a program called Operation Second Chance, um, back in the '60s and '70s. That's and, amazing. And, and, um, so there there were people that already kind of laid a foundation so i understand philanthropists people that that went out of their way to to be a part of the solution to help people accelerate their lives to another level help them reach a different um latitude of of mind and and yeah Yeah. so and and economics yeah also with with francis grice when you go in san Bernardino, when you see that it says a all-american city like she's the one she was instrumental in having that having the city all-american city Uh but um but there's always, you know, we always stand on the shoulders, the shoulders of others. Um, so, um, so that that's what I do. So I know I'm not doing something unique. I'm just, you know, I'm just carrying a torch from other other people. 
right now. Well, that's that's really cool. Yeah. And 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 you have other people that you want to mention in your organization that you want to plug, or any friends or family or colleagues that you know, you want to give yeah. props or high out to. Yeah, well, all of my staff. You know, my I have a um, a great staff. I'm I'm trying to think of all their names. We have but that's okay. Team, you can say staff. You know, yeah, all, all of my staff. You, know, you say have, one, don't say the a, other. It's I'm, over. Yeah, that's why I was just thinking. But I have a really a really good team. Our ASAP um, staff, then our smart staff, then our um, we even have a um, um, our staff that works on just Proposition 47, which is um, getting um, felonies turned into misdemeanors, so that these um, young people with felonies can get that wiped out and go get jobs and things like that. So, um, you know, then um, just our, our community partners, Community Action Partnership is um, one of our mentoring or organizations that mentors young visionaries. You know, um, our- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Partner in, 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 in nonprofits, um, Joseph Williams at Youth Action Project. Um, so we're all housed in one location. And, and, um, and so we just, you know, we just try to work together and just get stuff done. Just, you know, we're just trying to make it happen in, in the community. Now, that's awesome. And, and you were saying earlier when you had mentioned that you go to schools, how'd that yeah. start? Well, they, they had a, a, a study really on, um, on African-American kids, on, on successes and the failures in, educa- in the education system in city schools with African-American kids. And so, and so through that study, there was a lot of, a lot of um, dysfunctions with our, our young people. And one of them was um, um, lack of um, mentoring and suspensions and, and things like that. So, so from that study, um, I think it was the African. I forgot the name of the coalition. But it was a while. But I'm on the coalition. That, that, <laughs> okay, yeah. we won't mention that. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but wait a minute. That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so with that, we um, we developed our 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 mentoring program based on the the the, um, the academic gap in in our young people. So one of the things is just getting our mentoring program is just basically okay. Let's get these kids able to sit down and listen so that they can be teachable. That right there was a very powerful statement. Just listening. Yeah, yeah. Get them to stop what they're doing, spinning in their head, and just listen to what the world around them, listen to the teachers around them, listen to the people around them at that time because the lack of listening is what stems that interest elsewhere. Yeah, and and the lack of listening will end you up with a lack of, knowledge or information because you know you're so busy doing other things that you you can't get that knowledge because you're you're not listening distracted you know what I mean? yeah distracted and it'd be little stuff though too so but that's how it builds yeah, yeah. So, little at a time yeah so we're so we're just trying to you know just going in there and just um you know just working with these kids but they're they're doing a a, a fantastic job like we're getting requested you know across the board just for our, our mentoring program we have a a, a great um team and they come from different backgrounds we have um you know entertainers in there and and um you know um one athletes of, entertainers athletes entertainers one professionals of, like yeah. you said lawyers doctors books. yeah one one of our staff he's wrote a children he's written a children's book called timmy tuck you know um and so we, we have a we have a great a great team one of our our mentors is um he has a military background so he comes in with that discipline aspect and, and getting them involved and things like that 
um, we we have a we have a good team of people that's going. I'm proud of my team that that goes in there and works with our kids. And is this something you're going to do for a while? Is this something you're going to hang out and do? Are you committed? Oh, I'm committed. 15 years. This is and and I and I always say 15 years because, like I said earlier, I was in gangs for 15 years. You know, so now what I, I need this career to last longer than the last. <laughs> so um, so that's what I'm working on. You know, right now, just so I can say that you know, I, now I, I've did this longer than than I did that. So then I'll just be, you know, be vindicated. Yeah, or, okay, yeah. Or, I was gonna know. say I want to I want to jump into that. Yeah. Where are you at there now that it's matched up the amount of time that you spent in that uh, lifestyle now the amount of time that you spent in this lifestyle. Uh-huh. You said you felt vindicated. You, yeah. you felt complete. Uh, where does it go from there? Are you going to continue it? Is this what you feel well, is your purpose? Oh yeah, this is this is what I I do, you know, I, and and I'm good at what I do. I'm a state and national intervention prevention specialist. So I travel. I just was in Chicago. I speak at the Na- international gang conference in Chicago, training people from all across the world on on gangs. I um, you know, I have a book idea, you know, and and a movie idea and things like that. So it's just you know, it just has to to grow from here. I think that God put me in a unique position. You know, that a lot of people that have the same background, I'm not a unique at all in, in my background. I, I know hundreds of people that have been through the exact same thing that I've been through. But um, but but to be in a position that I'm in now, you know, I don't take that for granted. You know, this is just a blessing because I could not have predicted my situation now back then, you know. That's amazing. So you, you had setbacks yeah. and you had triumphs. Yeah. But you learn more from the setbacks. Yeah, all, all the time. I think we, we should because... Um, we all do. Yeah, you can, have to. Can you recall any profound setbacks that really just, you know, at the time looking back at it, threw you out of your comfort zone, but now was essential in order for you to get to, to the level that you're at now? Yeah, I remember being homeless and, and still trying to run Young Visionaries. Like, I remember, um, like, literally... I had an office on in San Francisco, you know, literally living in that office, like homeless. Like, like I had a little blow-up bed. I remember having meetings, and then after the meeting, um, um, just, you know, ushering everyone out. They're like, you know, you want us to stay and so you can lock up? I'm like, no, I got it, you know, because I'm thinking, like, I'm about to go back in here and go to sleep <laughs> oh, right now. You know, and, I, and it was around probably like six to nine months, you know, just living. living. And at that time, too, I was like, man, I better go get a job or something, you know, because – um, the income wasn't coming in because it's a it's a nonprofit. You know, you have to go chase funding and and things like that. And if it doesn't come, then you don't have it. Basically, Amazing. we don't have a product. Basically, so so um so at that point in my you know that point in my life, I was just like, man, you know, like I I really was considering like, man, I have to figure this out. You know, because I'm homeless, but I'm still trying to take care of all these people. I can't even take care of myself right now. So where did that inspiration come from? Where did that faith come from? Where did that hope come from? Just that I just wanted to make it. You know, I, I just wanted to be more than than I was. I, I, I um, you know, also um, I just want to just make it. Like I have to to make. Well, I have to make this work also too. So um, so I just kind of just stuck in there and, and and hung in there and for a little while longer and and um and and then um. And and there, it was this um, foundation out of um, Los Angeles, you know. They, um, you know, they called and had a meeting, and and next you know we got a check for um, for like a quarter million dollars, you know. Wow. And then um, and I was in that 
and then, but it was for three years though. So but you couldn't have anticipated that. But that oh, was what no, you needed no, at the time to you, help you, you ask. It. You ask all the time. You're asking for money, but you you know it's just like running nonprofit and and filling out grant applications. It's like filling out job applications. Like mm-hmm. could, you know, could you hire us to do this job for you? And so yeah, but and it just came out of like nowhere. Then there there was another time too. I I remember um, we had our our youth shelter going and and all these different programs, and we were. And at this time, we were getting, like, federally funded. I think this was maybe just four years ago, federally funded um, through our youth shelters. And the government shut down. <laughs> I remember the government shut down. So we could not draw down, like, any money, do anything. You know, and, and I just walked. I just prayed. I was like, God, I thought I was your little dude. Man, what's <laughs> happening? You know, and then soon after that, and now I'm, I'm close with um with Nick Cannon's dad, James Cannon's my good friend, my mentor. And um. And and Nick Cannon bought Soul Train, so he he said, "Oh, I got these tickets. Let me get you out to area." So he took me on a Soul Train cruise for like nice. seven days. So wow. I'm gone for seven days, and, and just to you know clear my mind because he knew I was going through a lot. So he you know clear my mind, and so and so when I came back, you know because the problems are still there, I'm like, okay, I got now I have to go back. I you know had fun cruise, you know everything was free. I have to go back and deal with reality. And um, when I got back. I had a letter in the mail from the county um, for a contract for um, a little over six hundred thousand dollars. You know, oh, for a time. Um, yeah, and then um, yeah, for over I think like three years or something like that. And then, and then, uh, and then at that time too, the company we were really like I think we were like twenty five thousand like in the red too, and so we got a check for um, for fifteen thousand from a grant that I did a while back, and I was like, oh cool, you know, and then another one came in for like. 10,000 and I was like oh we out the red yeah know? see these so, grants yeah. and things you were talking about this just seems overwhelming I mean yeah. and you take you tackle all these yourself or do you have a staff or people that help you with that or is this mm-hmm. all on you I have a um I have a grant writer and then I, I write myself also but Crazy. I'm better with the, the grant writer because that's not my strength my strength is talking you know, I can yeah. talk all day but writing you know I, I have to hire somebody for the writing aspect of it I'll say you know that's amazing that that you would that you had gone through that and and built that and I don't see any gray hairs or anything coming out of you from all that grant writing and all yeah. the things that you well, were doing. I shave them off, really clean shave. <laughs> Trust me, I look like Papa Smurf up under. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're just tuning in, Anton Sousa, Community Spotlight. Good morning on all our stations here locally, and with me in the studio, Terrence Stone, President and CEO of Young Visionaries a Youth Leadership Academy, 909-723-1695, 909-723-1695. Website, yvyla-ie.org. I'll say it again, yvyla-ie.org. Now, Young Visionaries, I want to back up a little bit. Some people are just tuning in right now. Okay. Who's this guy? Who are you talking to? They're probably thinking, well, what, was he, what is he talking about? Let's back up to the beginning. Introduce yourself, where you're from, and what inspired you to start Young Visionaries, the organization? Uh, my name is Terrence Stone. I'm executive director of Young Visionaries Youth Leadership Academy. I'm the founder. Um, we started in 2001 doing gang intervention. Um, I started on that because I was an ex-gang member, and I just wanted to let kids know that they, that can be that 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 does not have to be their life, basically. So, um, so what we do, we have different programs to empower young people, youth employment development, work with uh, runaway homeless kids. Um, mentoring programs, we have our SMART program, um, all different types of stuff and, and activities for, for young people, putting together community events and just try to in, empower them 
and things like that. So, you know, and I think we're doing a, a good job. You know, we're the largest gang intervention prevention program in, in the Inland Empire. This was inspired by who, by what? When did you say, hey, I got to do something like this? Or? Well, I was facing two life sentences plus 25 years of life. Um, so just coming out of that, you know, you know, we have these conversations with God sometimes. You'd be like, well, if you get me out of this, you know, I've had a few of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and then so. Um, and well, so, faith has something to do with it. It's a faith. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Actually, Young Visionaries, it came from the Bible when it says our old men will have dreams and our old and our old men will have dreams and our young men will have visions. And, and it's, it says it in Acts and Joel in the Bible twice in there in the Old and New Testament. So from that. I t- I got um young visionaries like from that from that verse. It's a great name. Yeah. It's a great name. And and then it just it just ballooned from there. It took off from there. If you had you said you had your adversities had mentioned in the past how you learned yeah. more from your your mistakes yeah. and from the and the negative things that have happened in your life than you did from the positives. And oh. not to downplay the positives, but the for the negatives really push you into to yeah. taking it up a gear. Yeah, the negatives have important messages, <laughs> you know. But one negative is, you know, don't do it no more. But it, even for, like, young people, young people are, li- are listening. I, I remember at, at 15 years old, you know, I got um, 14 years in California Youth Authority at, at 15 years old. And at that time when you, you're thinking, like, man, you're that young, 15 years old, and, and the judge says 14 years. For one, my mother was sitting in the courtroom, just totally broke her heart. You know, she as soon as the judge said that, you know, I looked back at my mom and she just broke down in tears. And then, um, but at that age, you're thinking like, man, you know, you, you're thinking like you have life or something like, man, I have to do 15 years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're thinking that that's the end, but it's not, you know, because, um, because now from, from sitting in that courtroom as, as a teenager to just sitting in here with you as an adult right now. Shaving off your gray hairs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no, I mean, a, no, just amazing. amazing journey. You never you saw know. that coming. No, not, not at all. Even, you know, just the, the, the people that, you know, I'm on the, um, I'm the chair um, of the executive board of the San Bernardino Countywide Gangs and Drugs Task Force, you mm-hmm. know, which is awesome. a, a really big deal um, in the county. I, I sit on um, um, executive board of directors for, um, for charter schools and, and you know all different types of things. You know I, I'm in some amazing meetings. I'm I'm in the I'm on a committee with the chief of police, San Bernardino, on a committee with the sheriff's department, and and um you know just uh, just the meetings and, and the people that that I get to meet. You know I'm close friends with mayors and congressmen and businessmen. And you didn't and see this like coming. That. This is oh, this no. is kind of built into the animal that it is. Yeah, I didn't even know what a mayor or a congressman was when I was. But now I literally have them like cell phone status, like, hey, you know, and I'm calling them like, hey, what it do? What's happening? It's you awesome. Know, not like, hey, excuse me, sir. And you're going in. <laughs> I'm still at that level. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, you want to talk about No. So you're going to high schools. Yeah. And you're talking to these kids. Yeah. Are you seeing that light? Are you seeing that inspiration that you obviously have? I mean, you're just, you're glowing, man. You're absolutely glowing with positive it. energy. That's cocoa butter. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I like your style. So let me ask you a question. Are you seeing that out there when you're talking to these kids? Oh, and when yeah. your staff is out there talking to these kids, do you see yeah. that light in you that you saw in yourself or that you look back and think, I was like that kid. Do you see yourself relating oh, to yeah. a lot of these kids? Yeah, What's that like? Most definitely. What's it's, that like? It's, it's, it's great, especially when you can help them to illuminate that light, you know, and, and bring it out of them. Like, Every time I, I encounter kids, and also I, I go into the juvenile hall, I have like a nine-year contract with San Bernardino County Probation Juvenile Hall. 
to do the gang intervention for the kids. So, um, so when I'm talking to these kids, or even even the kids that's outside the juvenile hall in in the high schools, and if the group is small enough, in in the, in the t- amount of time that I have, I always ask them three questions: What's your name, your age, and your dream job? I ask them Aww. their name just to let them know that they're important. You know, state your name, your age. Ask them that because so that they can know that they have time to do. I like because at your age, I was I had 15 years in in California Youth Authority. At and these kids right are now, probably sitting there, and their hopes and their dreams yeah. are just being squished yeah. by the daily yeah. pressures of doing that. Most definitely. Or they don't even have them because they've just been hit with so many adversities yeah. in their life yeah. that they can't seem to yeah. pass that. Yeah. So I also, so I try to use myself as that example, though, too. You know that you can do it, and I ask them also their their dream job, um, to let them know that um, it's like I might not be able to do anything about it, but you need to put that out into the atmosphere. I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, this. You know, I said you have to speak this. You know, what I mean, because and with, with you speaking that, there's probably someone in that atmosphere who probably help you to get to that destination. Totally. And you have to hear yourself say it. I want to be a lot a doctor, a lawyer, law enforcement, whatever you want to be, a businessman, you know. And, and most kids have long-term dream jobs. I don't care if they're in ju- I have kids in the juvenile hall that wants to be law enforcement, you mm-hmm. know. And I tell them, don't, it doesn't matter what they think, you know, just speak that, you know. And, and, and you can be a law enforcement officer if you want to be a law enforcement officer. You know, his dream is his dream, yours is yours. Chase your dreams and yeah. make that happen. And then you could do the sacrifices and the things that you have to do to get to that dream job. Yeah, yeah. And, and understand that you will have to sacrifice some stuff. First off, you might have to sacrifice your friends, change your circle. You know, just um, I completely changed my circle. Um, you know, you, you change your friends, sometimes that can change your life, basically. Uh-huh. Some so, people change they, their marriages. Yeah, you have some time to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a different show. <laughs> I broke you up on that one. That's why. <laughs> Because <laughs> we have dreams, and yeah. sometimes those dreams don't correlate with what's happening yeah. in our lives. Oh, right. And so you have to go through those adversities, yeah. and then you look back after the fact, and you accomplished those dreams. And trust me, in this country, you can accomplish those dreams. Yeah. But you may find yourself going and totally zigging instead of zagging. Yeah. And next thing you know, if you didn't have that horrible thing happen to you, then you wouldn't have met this person who led yeah. to this person who led to this person. Then you ended up, you got this dream yeah. job, all these things happening. Yeah. We didn't see that coming. Yeah. The future's unwritten, but in this country, yeah. America, it's the best country in the world yeah. to live. You, you can go do. from rags to riches, oh, and you go from facing 20 years to a CEO of a corporation, talking, flying all over the country, yeah. helping that. Yeah. I, you couldn't have seen that happening. I couldn't at all. I, I, tell, I talk to kids, and I tell them, I have this presentation called Kids That Camp and Kids That Climb, or Kids That Camp and Kids That Climb. And so I talk about kids that camp. Those are the kids that that they're just comfortable with whatever environment that they're in. So, and, and a lot of times they're just comfortable with just mediocre, right? Mm-hmm. And and the kids that camp, those are the kids that will talk you into camping also. So if you have dream jobs and goals, they will talk you out of that and keep you camping out. So you might be a climber, but you're hanging with the campers. Yeah, but if you're a climber, then you can get up from camping and just go climb. And usually climbers climb in small in small groups, maybe six to five people. You know, campers, you can get a hundred people and camp out, and everybody's having it's fun. It's easy. It's easy. It's very. It's easy to sit down around a fire and hang out and tell corny camp jokes and things like that. Uh-huh. But climbing, you have to prepare to be a mountain climber. Yeah. You know, so um, so I just use this analogy and, and talk to them and let them know that you know that that you can be a camper. You know, if you want to, 
and just be okay with mediocre. And and hoods and barrios are great at at um, accumulating campers that don't want to leave. You know, because they'll you know they'll make the hood and the barrio just seem like this is the greatest place on earth when it's not really. You know, you want to be able to climb out of that. You know, and take a, a small group of people with you, people, other people that that has prepared to climb, right? And then from there, you can go back into the campground and be like, hey, i seen this amazing mountain up here. There's all kinds of great stuff up here. Who's going with me? Okay, let me get you ready to go. You know, matter of fact, you have to change your clothes because that's just too relaxed. That's, those are camping clothes, right? Yeah, yeah, you need ropes and gear and clips. Yeah, you need and, all of that. And a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah it, this is, that's a really great analogy, yeah. Terrence. I really dig that. What was your dream job when you were that age? A businessman. You know, I had a, I had an uncle, um, and he um, – he owned some businesses and things like that. So just um, so just watching him, um, you know, he owned a, actually a, a flower shop, and a, and he owned a uh, a window tinting shop. And when I was young, young, um, he used to let me work in there. I just used to sweep the the floor in the window tinting shop when I was young. But he was a, a businessman. He started off doing all the wrong things, <laughs> basically, and well, we ended up doing the wrong things too. But with with all the wrong that he was doing. I still seen him doing business. He had a flower shop and a window tinting shop. And you're sitting there sweeping, thinking, "Man, one of these days I'm going to have a flower shop or a window tinting shop. I'm going to do something." Or a business. A business. Know, a business. Yeah. So and I'll he, be sweeping, but I'll be sweeping my floors. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's um. That's a dream, man. That's think, a good dream. I think um, Puff Daddy or somebody started off sweeping floors or you know things like that. So you know it's just, but also built up work ethic too. You know, I, I think I have a tremendous um, work ethic. You know, um, I just get up and just And you got that go. from your mom, grandma? I got that from my mom, yeah. And she probably got it from her mom. So it just passed down all through all the women into me. That's amazing. You think she got that from her dad or from her mom before her? I don't know. Um, I just know my grandma and my mom. So so basically, uh, whoever they got it from, you know. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? So the, to, the, to the ancestry of uh, Mr. Terrence Stone, for all of you listening to him on the air, thank you. You did a good job. Congratulations. Man. Folks, if you just do, yeah, exactly. A big hand to the mom and grandma on that because that's great. And, you know, it's amazing how these hidden gems in our lives, these, these heroes in our lives, are someone, just a simple person, a hardworking individual. The things that really matter are the lessons that you picked up from your mom, that hard work ethic, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do kind of mentality. We're losing that generation. The older that they're getting, they're dropping off. But they're yeah. still out there, guys. And we could bring that back. We need to get back to common sense. We need to get back to basic core values. We need to get back to a hardworking day. It'll fix anything. When you're diving into work, it seems endless. But then if you look back at it, after you did that, you got this. After you did that, you got this. Yeah. After you got that, you got this. Yeah. And it just builds, builds, yeah. builds like a one brick at a time. It's Next thing you know, you got the solid foundation. Yeah. You got the solid background. And even though you feel like you're going nowhere, you look back and if you hadn't done that, if you hadn't paid those dues, yeah. you wouldn't be at that level that you're at now. Yeah. Hold on to your dreams. Hold that's, on to your dreams. That's amazing. Folks, if you're just tuning in, Terrence Stone, CEO for Young Visionaries Youth Leadership Academy, 909-723-1695. 909-723-1695 is the number to dial. Now, as we do each and every week where we do final thoughts, if you only had one window, one little two, three-minute window to tell the world who you are, what you're doing, who you're helping, how would you do it? Um, well, I'll let them know that I'm, 
I'm just Terrence Stone. You know, I'm, I'm a person just like you with um, dreams, aspirations, and goals to help other people reach their dreams, aspirations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I do that through the vehicle of, of young visionaries. And just through that, like, I'm the type of person I love to see other people make it. You know, that, that drives me to see people succeed and whatever success that means to them. People have um, different levels of, of success. My little brother just wants an apartment. That's his success. You know? So playing a part in, in your success journey, whatever part that I, that I can play in your success journey, um, I'm just satisfied with that, and I'll be happy just to see someone else just, just make it. I love to see humans just, you know, be beautifully human, wonderfully inspiring things like that. that's amazing and that's a wonderful statement thank you so much for coming in and sharing that i appreciate you thank you anytime anytime folks if you're just tuning in this is the community spotlight on iHeartMedia. media my name is anton Souza. with me in the studio mr terrence stone president and ceo of young visionaries youth leadership academy the number out there 909-723-1695 the website you do it the website is <laughs> www y l a dash i e dot o r g it's awesome thank you so much for coming in terrence Uh, thank you community spotlight good morning it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.